Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we have a very special episode. This is one of five episodes in service to promoting and sharing our brand new book, Wickedly Smart Women, Trusting Intuition, Taking Action, and Transforming Worlds that's published by Action Takers Publishing. And so today we are going to have a two-person panel, and these lovely ladies are our tier two authors, and we're just really excited to have them here with us today. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to introduce both of you, then we're going to talk a little bit about your chapters, and we're going to let our listeners all around the world know where to get the book and what it means to be a wickedly smart woman. So we're going to start by introducing Karen. Karen Rudolph is a holistic intuitive journey guide supporting coaches, personal transformation, and self-confidence from the inside out. As a transformational specialist committed to being a catalyst for positive change, she's developed a process that supports her clients in uncovering where they are stuck, unraveling the truths about what they want, so ultimately they can live a more fulfilled, passionate, higher performance life while building a strong reservoir of empowerment. And we also have with us Stacy Shiflett. Stacy is an accomplished business person and entrepreneur with experience and successes that span multiple industries. She's also a proficient student of life, blessed with the gifts of insight, grit, and optimism wrapped in a heart full of compassion. A life-changing event in 2012 propelled Stacy forward on a personal journey of healing and self-discovery to gain a better understanding of the human condition in general, and even more importantly, her own beliefs and mindset. That journey ignited in her a desire to help others with the belief that we all have the freedom to fully align with the brilliance that is uniquely ours and thus her company, Modern Consciousness, was born. So Karen wrote the chapter titled Before I Lived, I Died a Seemingly Thousand Times. And Stacy's chapter title is Whispers of the Soul. So I'm going to start our conversation today, ladies, by asking each of you, what inspired you to participate in this book and write your chapter? And why don't we start with you, Stacy? Well, you know, it's a wonderful opportunity to help others and to share what I have learned being someone that has been very successful, but I also, I was going, going, going and and accomplished a lot of things, but I was one that tended to have some anxiety and worry, right? And and worry about the future, worry about the past, having had experience a lot of experiences through my life about that. And I think that this was a great opportunity 
to share that with others that may have had a trajectory similar to mine. Mm, Beautiful. I love it. Karen, how about you? What inspired you to say yes to this opportunity and jump in and be one of our contributors? Yeah, well, first off, I want to acknowledge Stacey because she was the one that turned me on to it. And just the title alone, Wickedly Smart Women is like, you know, it just drew me in because not only did it speak to my inner self, but inner guidance, so to speak. But again, it was it spoke to the journey that it's possible we're all wickedly smart, where all of us are, and we don't see it clearly, you know, all, all often. And I just think that it was a beautiful opportunity that arose at the perfect time. And I think it's a great message getting out there to anybody who has gone through challenges and concerns and that it's possible. Mm, Beautiful. So I'd like to ask you both what it was like for you to step into the space of writing, because I think that there are a lot of our listeners out there, wickedly smart women who have stories, who have a story to tell. And for me in my own journey, To get to where I am today, I started actually myself with writing. And one of the first things I was invited to write in was a magazine. And then I somehow somebody found me years and years and years ago and invited me to be part of a collaborative book. And so the first published writing in a book that I did was also a collaborative book. So I'd love to ask you what your process was in making the decision to write and to put your story on paper and to participate, you know, what what was your inner process around this? Because I think so many women have stories that they just have in them and getting them out onto the page is step one of the journey. So I'd love to hear your process with that, Karen. Interestingly enough, it started, I've always been into writing. I started, you know, doing poetry back in high school and that kind of thing. But I, and it was a version of my diary. So I wrote it in prose. This way no one really knew, but I knew what it was going on. And I figured no one is ever going to read it. So I never really put it out there, but I've always had that part of me there. And then fast forward, I wrote a small ebook that's actually on Amazon. And I just said, you know, no one knows who Karen is. And if I don't put it out there in some way, shape or form, and I had to really like stretch myself to do it because I believe in the work that I do. So I wrote this book, Five Ways to Create a Ripple. And what I did was I created an outline and it was so out of order, out of sync. It was just like, get it out. So what I do is I'm a mapper. I do that with my clients. I do it for myself all the time. And I mapped my whole journey, but then I was able to put it in some semblance of an order of what came first, what came second, that sort of thing. And that's how I started it. And then I ended up being invited to do another collaborative book that became an international bestseller. And chapter two of my first book was collaboration. So I'm all about collaboration. It just made sense to me to continue that journey. Mm, It's really about raising the the awareness what's possible out there for many. Mm, Beautiful. How about you, Stacey? What was the writing, like taking the step into putting your words on paper? What was that like for you? This is my third collaboration book project, and I'm super excited to be here. The first one was really interesting because I had this 
download for this company. I talked about it a little bit in my story in our book, and I just kept ignoring it. So I finally was meditating one day and surrendered, right? I, I said, what is my next best step? What do I do? And spirit clearly said, you need to write. Mm-hmm. And what was different, and this was the first book, what was different was I said, oh, okay, I'll do it. I surrender. I'll do it. <laughs> and within an hour, maybe two tops, I had a text message from a friend that said, hey, I have a publisher that has a space open in a story, a collaborative book with Les Brown. Would you like to partake in that? Would you like to participate? And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how can you say no? So that was my first foray into it. And the way that I write, the first story was probably easier, the first book, but I sit with it and ask, what am I inspired? What can I do of service? What needs to come out of me? Because it's a very healing process as well. Mm-hmm. It's a healing process. It allows you to really condense your thoughts, right? Into the, because there's a word limit, right? So <laughs> within 2,500 words, you've really got to be clear and have a lot of clarity about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So it gives you the opportunity to process that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very revealing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, I agree with you that it's cathartic. Writing is definitely cathartic. And one of the interesting things that I've participated myself in, I think this is now like book number 23, collaborative book number 23. And every single time, it's a new story that comes up and comes out that wants to be delivered into the world. And so I'm really excited that you you decided to participate in this. What, Stacy, do you hope our readers are going to get out of your chapter, Whispers of the Soul? Well, what I would hope is that people can reflect on their life and start to realize that we do have an internal voice and we have an, a, a voice as well from you know, a greater intelligence, whatever you would like to call that, that is constantly speaking to us. We just don't realize it a lot of times. You know, we go through a lot of life on a plan. I I call it an automaton and it serves a very good purpose. We're building our careers. We're raising our families. As kids, we're in school. We're learning, learning, learning. We don't have a lot of control when we're young. And I think at some point in our lives, we stop and go, gosh, is this all there is, right? Is there, they're lacking fulfillment in some area. And it's a journey to figure out what those, where the lack is and how to transition it to fulfillment. Mm. And so that's what I'm hoping that my story will help people, our readers to figure out a way to start listening to that inner voice. Mm, beautiful. So I want to just go a little bit deeper there, Stacy, for our listeners here at the podcast, but also for the readers to be. What did you do in your own life? Like, do you have a, a trajectory that you can track that's where you started to listen? Or were you always a listener? Was this something that you were encouraged to listen as a child? Did you have, you know, a divine intervention where there was shouting instead of the whisper? <laughs> <laughs> Probably all of the above, right? Because if you don't listen, it starts shouting. Right. <laughs> so 
you know, I, I convey in this story, I had a number of experiences ever since a small child, and then they sort of just went away. But I, I always had a lot of confidence in myself to chart my own path and be my own person. And I have done that for many, many years, in spite of what our common beliefs might be and things that we might believe about ourselves. An example that I give in the story is I bought a company that was worth tens of millions of, I I did an acquisition on a company worth tens of millions of dollars and I didn't invest a penny. It took me nine months. They called me a cashless investor. Nobody thought I could do it. I never doubted I could do it. I didn't realize at that time, and I've got what I call the goosies as I'm telling you this, I didn't really realize at that time what that was in me. To me, that was just me, right? It was an idea that I had. I was confident I could do it. It was in a an area that I knew very, very well, a professional area that I was very well versed in. I was called a subject matter expert. So, you know, I think that we don't always have to have a circumstance in which we're, you know, just have to drop to our knees. I've had those as well. I've lost Mm -hmm. a child. I went through, I lost my first child. I went through a divorce after 28 years of marriage. We don't have to have something that makes us fall to our knees in a personal Mm -hmm. crisis to begin to understand and look into ourselves and create a better life for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love that, Stacey. Thank you. So we are going to take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we're going to dive in with you, Karen, about what you hope readers will get out of your chapter. But right now, Wickedly Smart Women, we do need your help. And very specifically, we are going to ask you for help with this book. Please buy this book. We're really excited about it. We will have the link for the book in the show notes. Our intention is that this is going to not only be a number one best-selling book, but also an award-winning book. And we really want to encourage you to receive the wisdom, the guidance, the transmissions, the bursts of inspiration that are in the chapters between the covers of this book. So go get the book. Again, we'll have that for you in the show notes. And I want to let you know that everyone who purchases the book, we've made a commitment collectively in our collaborative here that all of the proceeds, all of the proceeds from book purchases on our launch day and any book purchases from my perspective that happen beyond the launch day are going to support our nonprofit of choice, which is the Life is Good Playmakers Project. And the Playmakers, what they do is they train frontline childcare workers to go into trauma situations, whether it's like a war zone or uh, earthquake or hurricane or something like that, where a tremendous trauma has happened. And these childcare workers are trained to go in to help the children who've been impacted by the trauma to learn how to play again. So mm-hmm. it's one of my chosen philanthropic organizations. And so we're donating all of the proceeds from the book to the Life is Good Playmakers. We definitely would love to have you participate in helping us to help them as well. And I do want to put out a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are officially now at 106 countries, checked last night. 
we're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. So we're going to shout out this week, this on this episode to our newest country, Kazakhstan. And we will be right back with the lovely ladies here in just a moment. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by Women in Transition, Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Stacey Shiflett and Karen Rudolph, two of the collaborative authors in the book, Wickedly Smart Women, Trusting Intuition, Taking Action, and Transforming Worlds, published by Action Takers Publishing. This is a collaborative book of 17 different inspirational stories from Wickedly Smart Women all over the world. We'll have the link for the book purchase in the show notes. And before we went to the break, we were talking to Stacy about what she hopes readers will get out of her chapter and a little bit about the writing process. Karen, what do you hope readers are going to get out of your chapter? I think pretty much the same thing in the sense that anything is possible when we put our mind to it. You know, what we, we, we resist persists. And for myself, I know I resisted the calling. I resisted since I was a little girl resisted resisted going no I don't know where that voice is coming from but it's not me you know <laughs> it's not mine and I always knew I was a healer I always knew I had this inner knowing and no one talked about it so I thought there was something wrong with me and I had two near death experiences and that's the title of the book and each one of them I felt you know I call them god bumps <laughs> I know I'm on my my purpose on my path, my chosen path, because I stopped and I surrendered. I really paused to surrender to. It got very intense. And it wasn't more to the point of what Stacy was saying as well. Things happen in life. Things are always going to happen in life. And it wasn't just the fact that I went through a divorce and I lost a child as well. I mean, all of that occurs, life happens. And yet it's the choices we make to create whom we become. And I think that's more where I'm looking that this chapter will go. It's the becoming. Mm. We're becoming in light of all of that to finally say yes to that inner voice and trust it because I love my life today. Is it perfect? No, but I love it today. And as I said earlier, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And I'm really hoping that as the readers read all of our journeys together collaboratively, that they'll get a better sense of self and what's possible for them to move and grow and expand forward in their journeys. Mm, Karen, I want to go a little bit deeper with you too, because 
you may be one of the I'm there may have been a couple of other people who've been on the show who've had near death experiences, but you very specifically, you know, your chapter title is before I lived, I died a seemingly thousand times. So I'd love to have you speak a little bit just for, you know, I would like us to normalize that these things happen, right? Yeah. I would like to normalize that for the 106 listeners in the 106 countries around the world. You know, I think for many of us, we are, there's like this cultural skepticism and cultural even cynicism around transformational experiences like a near-death experience. So I'd love to have you just dive a little bit deeper into the whatever experience that you had that, you know, transformed you and got you on this path. And what, if anything, you'd like our listeners or our readers to know about near-death experiences. Right. I always thought there was something wrong with me, you know, because I had this experience. Nobody talked about it. I was five when I had my first experience. And at that time, when you come back and talk about it, they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, kids would be seen and not heard kind of thing. So I never really talked about that one. And, you know, I had an out-of-body experience and I was observing myself in the emergency room and doctors rushing in and going, oh my God, we're going to lose her kind of thing. And I didn't really think much about that one, but the other one was in my twenties when I had a car accident and I hit a boulder face on up in New York state. And my car was probably the size I had a Mach 2 Mustang at the time. And it was probably about smaller than a VW by the time I finished with that car. And I remember waking up in the hospital before that I woke up in the hospital. I remember going through a phase where I saw the light. I saw the tunnel. I was being, I was looking up inside of this tunnel. And I remember hearing my grandmother who had been deceased, her voice, it was very distinct. And it was a circle at the top. And there was a lot of, you couldn't really make out the faces, but there were a lot of familiar voices. And they were saying, go back. It's not your time. Go back. It's not your time. You have work to do. And I heard that. <laughs> I heard that very specifically. There's work to do. Mm-hmm. And I knew in that instant that I was here to serve. And I believe that most people who have a near-death experience are given a second chance to work in service of whatever their calling is. And we each have unique callings, you know, we might have similar, but they're all different. Mm -hmm. And once I started listening and surrendering to it, the path is there. It's Mm -hmm. right there. And it wasn't until I went to a creativity conference out in Portland, I was presenting there. And I met with a intuitive medical intuitive. And I was suffocating, my inner child was suffocating, because I wasn't articulating it. Mm-hmm. I had this like really huge experience. And again, I'm thinking something was wrong with me. My former husband would say, Karen, shut it off. You're freaking me out. <laughs> like, okay, like now I'm really, there's something wrong with me, you know, and you go to a therapist and they're like, they couldn't really get it. And it wasn't until I got amongst my peers that other people who had already experienced it, validated it, and then trusting the inner guidance and knowing right. that you're living a life on purpose. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. And let us be validators for anyone else who's having that experience. So yeah. in the last few minutes, 
you know, this book is called, the title is Wickedly Smart Women, Trusting Intuition. We've talked a lot about intuition on this panel, taking action. Both of you obviously are action-taking ladies and transforming worlds. So I'd like to hear briefly, Karen, what worlds you intend to transform as a result of writing this chapter? inner worlds, because it's my belief that it's from the inside out. It always begins with self and then expands from there out into a global scale. Beautiful. And you, Stacey, what worlds do you intend to transform? Because I believe that there's worlds upon worlds upon worlds. So what worlds are you looking to transform with whispers of the soul chapter? Well, I would agree 100% with Karen. Everything's from the inside out. And, And the other mission that I feel called to do is to also broaden the the number of us that mm. provide the message. Yeah. We have a you know we have a top tier of people that are very familiar in this space, mm. the celebrities, if you will, put air quotes around that. And how do we bring up that next level? Because mm. the more people that we impact and that we share the message with. I think that we will create a better world in general, right? Mm. So I think it begins in our communities. It begins within ourselves, and we need to expand out into the communities, whatever those communities are, whether it's a geographical, Mm -hmm. social community, what have you. So Mm. my message is twofold, or or my purpose, I feel, is internal as well as spreading the word and increasing the number of people and the visibility of people. And Mm. and again, as as you all said, normalizing it. Yeah. 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 Agreed. We need to normalize it. All right. So in the last couple of minutes, I'd like to ask you what it means to you to be a wickedly smart woman and what you might want to say to encourage our listeners to go buy this book. So Stacey, why don't we start with you on that? What does it mean to you to be a wickedly smart woman? You know, I I think we're all wickedly smart, right? And you know, it's interesting. I, I I jotted down a note here, and when Karen was talking about unique callings, and we also have a soul purpose. I believe we come in, and we come in to have experiences. and And I think the book will show a number of experiences and how it manifests itself within all of these individual women. Correct. Mm-hmm. But I think we have to be accepting and compassionate of what those experiences are. The best analogy I could do with that when I when I had a technology company was was the help desk people. And I, I think people can relate to this. And everybody said, no, you know, you got to be on a career path. You got to be on a career path. You don't have to be on a career path. If you want to go work set hours and you have your job and that's what you enjoy doing, and then you have other things that you do outside of that environment, that's okay. Mm. You know? We don't all have to have the same aspirations. We don't have to define success in the same way. Mm. So I think that that's what we will accomplish this group of authors. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Stacey. All right, Karen, what's it mean to you to be a wickedly smart woman? And what can you say to our listeners to encourage them to buy the book? Again, I mean, I believe we're all wickedly smart. You know, we're just not owning it. It's it's surrendering and, and stepping into it. I believe that you might not actually resonate with every single story, but even if you if there's one thing, one word that resonates, you're not going to know until you read the book. And you know, it's that one thing that begets something else, begets something else, and then you expand into the new 
expanded version of yourself. And who knows where that will go. And perhaps maybe you'll be sitting here, you know, years ago, I would never in a million years expected myself to be sitting being interviewed or even speaking, let alone, you know, doing what I'm doing now in the world. So it is you. It is you. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I love that there's that invitation to, to remember that it could be one sentence. It could be one word that really activates a reader or a listener to transform, to begin their own transformation process. And and I personally feel that whenever I show up on either on this podcast or on stages or in writing, my intention is to be an activator for and a germinator of these latent seeds that have yet to be popped open at these latent seeds of light that have yet to be popped open. And I, I share with you, Stacy, the vision of more of those of us of like experience and like mind coming into community and coming into, you know, bringing our callings to earth and materializing them such that the world is a better place. So I'm so grateful to both of you for being here. So grateful for your participation in the book. And listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that for you in the show notes. Buy the book, buy the book, buy the book. We will have that link for you in the show notes as well. And you know, we might even require, we're requesting actually that you send in questions or guest suggestions, but we're also requesting that you send in some feedback about the book. We'd love to hear when you buy the book, what you got out of it. So please do send that in to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember you and you and you are wonderful women. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.